Sorry for license detail. Halfway. Yes. Foot out. First to goal. Edwards. Elias in for the touchdown. Well, Alec Reddy's having a game right now. 73 of the left guard. A couple of these runs, and they did a great job in week six, just pounding the rock. A lot tougher today. Five rushes, 10 yards, but they're creating the big plays. But watch 73 right here. Alec Reddy. Tony Romo giving some love to our next guest who has been well-loved here in Champaign and Urbana in his time as a U of I offensive alignman and now in the NFL, just finished his second Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're glad to have him back here on our airwaves. Nick Allegretti joining us from Kansas City. Hey, Nick, how are you? I'm good, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thank you. We appreciate it as well. I I would have thought that... At the end of the season, you know, you might have unplugged, turned the phone off, whatever it was, but you jumped at uh, or responded quickly to joining us, so we really appreciate that. But I've always wondered, what does an NFL football player do the first few days after the season is over? I know it didn't end the way you wanted, but nonetheless, you got all the way to the the final game, and what do you do this week? Do you even touch a weight or set foot uh... in a gym? No, so that's uh, that was one thing that the vets let me know pretty quickly. Is you know, as a guy, I mean, as an athlete, my whole life, you know, you took maybe a week in between sports, usually, usually two or three days, and you just kind of got back into it. But they let me know that you know you have to force yourself to sit there for a couple of weeks, do nothing, eat what you want, drink what you want, and kind of let your body, let your mind reset until you're like, man, I really need to get back into the gym. So then you get that you know, that drive back. Uh, so it's pretty much a lot of, a lot of Netflix, a lot of video games, a lot of sitting on the couch, uh, getting some dinner and drinks with the teammates. Um, it's not it. The, the first couple of weeks are definitely a good couple of weeks. <laughs> I think I want to get on that program. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I'm, I wish it would have turned out better um, in your second Super Bowl. Obviously it didn't go your way. But now you have experienced two Super Bowls, one not in a pandemic, one in it, one with a winning locker room and one with one following a loss. How do you look back on these two? Yeah, you know, obviously both seasons are a little bit different. Um, this past season, I was able to you know, step in and become a starter and you know, feel really good about my role on the team. You know, so overall, personally, you know, definitely this past year was the better season. Um, but yeah, you know, winning a Super Bowl, there's you know, that euphoric feeling that, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not easy to, to describe. There's not much that matches that, you know, the confetti is probably, I don't know why that just sticks out to me is it no other time in your life. Will you be showered with confetti? So that experience is pretty cool. Um, the parade was a blast. Yeah, going through all that and then, you know, being on the losing end of it, man, it was hard. It, it still is. Um, you know, it's just kind of that's a – you put a lot into it, and, you know, there's that extra – you know, I mean, the, an extra five weeks of the season on top of a long season. And to come up that short, you know, it's tough. Um, but I don't know. We're still – I'm still living my dream. You know, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. playing football for a living. So that's incredible – you know, incredibly happy with where I'm at in my career. So 
a lot of positives, but definitely, man, I mean, there's, that one hurts. It definitely stings, you know, um, sure. to be that close and then come up short. And who's talking to you in, in coming up after that? Are guys trying to pick each other up? Or do you just kind of kind of deal with it on your own? Are the coaches talking to you and saying, hey, we're getting at it again next year and, and let's uh, let's get a fire going right now for it? Yeah, you know, the interesting aspect with, you know, the NFL is, you know, in high school, college, you know, you know the seniors are leaving, you know. That's what it is, and there's, there'll be new guys coming in. With the NFL, it's, you know, you have no clue what the team's going to look like the next year. You know, contracts look this way or that way. Guys are done. Guys have a couple years left. New guys coming in. So, I mean, the teams year to year are incredibly different. There's a lot of turnover. So, that aspect's a little different. But, you know, it's the guys that were on the team this year. You know, a lot of us try to get together with dinner, hanging out, just kind of, you know, no, not, you know, sit there somber or anything like that, but, you know, celebrate the season nonetheless. <laughs> this gets sports incredibly hard, and we definitely still did accomplish a lot. So, you know, celebrate it, be happy, get, you know, get over it with each other, and, you know, realize what we still did accomplish, and then, you know, figure out what we got to do for next year. So it's a, it's a definitely an interesting aspect uh, with it at the NFL. Talking with the former Illini, Nick Allegretti, now a Kansas City Chief here on Sports Talk. Hey, Nick, this is Evan. You were able to win a championship a year ago. So my question, well, my first question will be, is the ring, is that a daily wear? or Is it a special occasion yeah. sort of thing? Uh, how often do you wear that thing? Yeah, so not a very common uh, wear. Yeah. Honestly, I probably worn it more at my apartment than <laughs> in public. Uh, I throw it on, you know, every once in a while, sitting on the couch, just because, like, you know, it's it's uh, obvious, you know, it's not something you can really hide. So when you're wearing it out, you know, you got you have to take the uh, the looks and the attention that comes with that. So sometimes not always looking for that, but special occasions, if it's you know going to be family and friends, throwing that on for sure. Um, yeah. It's definitely so safest it's, uh, in your apartment. Yeah, you know, I've got a, I've got a safe and I've got it insured, so <laughs> took care of all of that because you know, I was like, hey, I mean, worst comes to worst, if I lose this thing or it gets stolen, I was like, I mean, I won't get over that. So, <laughs> and, you know, called, called, got that insured. You know, about twenty four hours after we got it, so that was done. So feel good about that. Yeah, it's a smart move. Uh, covered a little closer to home. There's been a, a head coaching change at the U of I. In comes yeah. Brett Bielma. Just your your early impressions of him. Have you had any interactions? Been able to to talk with him, even though you know you, you've been in the middle of your season. What what have you thought so far? Uh, you know, I haven't did not interact with him, but you know, did he? You know, he reached out with some support over Twitter and uh, Coach Miller, I believe the O line coach, uh, reached out text message and just said you know hey Trevor and Tom we'd love to have you back in and talk to the guys or work with the guys just hang around with the guys you know that was that's definitely appreciated you know I mean when I was at Illinois I loved when any guys would come back and just hang around the team give them give them put advice and so it means a lot that the coaches are you know looking for that from the NFL guys they want them around the program and you know, the things we did for the program are appreciated. So that definitely was, you know, just a short text, a short message from each of them, but definitely uh, very appreciated. 
Is there something at the NFL level that clicked for you um, as an offensive lineman that uh, that you wish you had in college? Not because it wasn't offered to you, uh, you know, as a, from a coaching standpoint, but just uh, you know, a new level of technique or execution. Um, I think probably the biggest difference is just you know the daily focus is is on smaller things. Um, kind of narrowed my focus on the, you know, different steps and different, you know, placements with my punch and everything. And it was finer details that not that I didn't work on in college, but I was, you know, as you continue to refine your game, you know, when you fix this step, you know, hopefully that can, that stays in your repertoire. And then you work on the next thing. It just continues to get smaller and smaller things, you know, as you go. So I guess, you know, when I was in college, I was, maturing going through a lot of stuff so working on a lot of broad o-line stuff and the last couple years i've got to work on some more just some more fine detail stuff i really you know really enjoyed that process you've had to play a variety of positions here during the during this year especially what was the preparation like for that is it an easier transition to go from spot to spot on the line um i think really just since i honestly since i got to college Illinois. I mean, I was a center, right guard, left guard. That's just how it was um, until I was able to get in the lineup. But still, even there, I switched sides and NFL, same thing. You came in playing all three. So I kind of, for no real you know, effort of my own, I just ended up playing three positions almost every season. I went in not knowing which one I would start at or which one I would play at. And that was, I mean, probably one of my biggest upsides, you know, when the team's looking at me and Definitely had a lot of value, uh, added a lot of value to myself you know, throughout the draft process, throughout these years. So very thankful that you know, that's kind of how it worked out at Illinois, that I played all three. Your family is uh, a very well-known supporter of you, and and word has it from those that were near, especially your dad during Illinois games, that uh, let's just say he was, he was into the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that he uh, is into a longer season with 16 regular season games, plus you're going to the postseason. Is your father chilled out at all? <laughs> um, no, he is. So it just, he's, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, he loves it. This is football is his favorite sport. He loves it. He's watching his son compete at the highest level, you know, playing for a very successful team for, you know, a Hall of Fame coach playing with Hall of Fame players all around. I mean, he has a blast. I'm having a blast doing it as my profession. Uh, but every week, no, he is. He's still. I mean, he's still beside himself, and I don't think that'll ever wear off. Hope it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, he he absolutely loves it. Loves the game. Loves being able to go to Arrowhead, even with the smaller crowds this year. Still a blast. So no, hasn't chilled out yet. I, I don't. I don't see that coming. As the younger host of this program, I feel it's it's my side to take on the social media questions. So we got a couple here. The first is: uh, is there a story behind Tyreek Hill using you as his Twitter profile picture? I think that was back in November or December. Is there a story behind that? Um, you know, Tyreek is just one of those guys. He knows the whole locker room. You know, he does. He does. I think. He, it appears that he makes it a point to spread himself throughout the whole locker room, talk to everybody, know everybody, and 
yeah, I mean, he's close-ish, you know, with the old line work. He, we talk to him every day, you know, obviously in the huddle with him. And I think he just found a picture that one probably made him laugh the most. So that's what he went with. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of cool that, you know, I mean, he's arguably the best receiver in the game right now. And for him to <laughs> tweet that out, you know, that was kind of cool, you know, just to be, you know, included into that, included with those group of guys. I mean, Hall of Famers left and right, and it's fun to be in that locker room where it's lighthearted every day, putting a ton of work in, you know, every day, but still, you know, having fun with the job that we you know, are blessed to have. There's that culture that everybody talks about. Sounds like you guys got a strong culture in KC. My my last question is: Your Instagram name is Coin Guy Greddy. Uh, what got you interested in, in coin collecting? Um. So one of my you know, good friends, Chad uh, Elliott, who went to Illinois. Um, his grandpa, his grandfather passed away, and he had a collection. And we went through it one day, and you know went. And, had to you know go sell it at a coin store and just going through the coins, finding out what they were, selling them, having the the coin dealer tell us more about them, all kind of sparked my interest. So I got a subscription to a magazine, and I'd always been a history guy, loved history, so I kind of connected it there, and then just kind of took off. Mark uh, Cortez down in Champaign, especially stamping coins probably the guy that really sparked it a lot. You know, I took my more of a you know, an interest into a really true hobby that I was, you know, dove into. Um, I mean, a lot of my free time at, when I was at Illinois was spent he- hanging out over at the coin store there <laughs> in downtown. So that was pretty cool. Um, and now, I, just, I mean, I love it. It's a hobby that I could invest in, you know, financially, time-wise clears my mind so it's it's a pretty fun hobby i enjoy it i get to nerd out over it and <laughs> completely separate from football so i enjoy that well somebody in my family passed on a civil war era coin to me that i was very excited mm-hmm. to take into that very shop and then <laughs> was told it's worth about eleven dollars mm. uh, the war token possibly i don't know yeah so i'll sell it to you for you know a hundred but i'm just telling you it's worth eleven <laughs> <and> so <laughs> yeah there's uh the, the hard part is there are a lot of coins. There are a lot of old coins, and I, that's I've, hanging out at that store, I've been through a lot of those. Um, sometimes people come in and they're, you know, hey, I've got this roll of coins, and they have no clue that those coins are gold or what the value of gold is, and they're pleasantly surprised. And other times it's, uh, you know, Indian cents that are from 1860 that, are common so it's tough yeah but it's uh i love it it's fun the history of it all learning how much you know the mintages and like i said just get the nerd out over all that so it's fun well hopefully you get a little time to dive into it here in your off season and hopefully you're collecting more rings in the future too and absolutely yeah and hey man you're welcome to join us anytime you like really appreciate it a lot of folks in uh, line nation were pulling for you or are pulling for you continuing to so uh, all the best to you, Nick, and congrats on a great season. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, hopefully I'm able to make it down to uh, Champaign sometime this off season. Would love to see you. All right, take care. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Nick. Nick Allegretti, coin collector extraordinaire, also a professional football player. <laughs> Just on the side. Good stuff, good stuff. Really appreciate his time. 
when we come back, something fun that was making the rounds today in the world of baseball. Illinois women's basketball is coming up, too.